Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting the like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from Exploding Penguins, who says, My first major fuck up. So, yesterday, I21 female finished finals for the first part of my nursing school. I wanted to celebrate that because it's a big deal for me. The guy, 27 male, I've been seeing for the last like three months was gonna go with me, but he got really tired and has been stressed with work, so he decided that he wanted to stay home. I told him that was totally fine and asked if I could come over afterwards so we can cuddle, and he said yeah. So I go out, and he asked me around like nine or 10 if I need him to pick me up. I told him no, it was fine because I didn't wanna make him drive me around when he was tired. I told him that I'd make it there, and if I didn't, I would just stay at my friend's house who lives down the street from the bar we went to. Me and my friend F ended up drinking a lot more than we thought and got very drunk. For whatever reason, the cops came to the bar, so we headed out back to her house where we found out that her boyfriend locked her out of the house because he didn't want her going out, and she did it anyway. So we walked over to a parking lot next door and sat down and eventually found a ride over to my guy's house. So I got there around like 1am. It was really late I know. It was super irresponsible of me and I found out that the door was locked and I was stranded outside without my car to sit in, super drunk and all by myself downtown. I started blowing up his phone to wake him up so he could let me in and when that didn't work I called his brother who also lives there a few times which also didn't work. I noticed that the light downstairs was on, so I ended up just knocking on the door because I didn't really know what else to do. I saw the roommate go upstairs and figured he didn't hear me, so I started knocking some more. A few minutes later, I get a phone call from my guy and and he's like, I'm coming down or something like that. He opens the door and is like, get in. I walk in and his brother and roommate are staring at me and they're not saying anything, so I just started walking to his room so I could lay down and he says, we're gonna fucking talk about this in the morning. I lay down and I think at one point I tried cuddling him and he pushed my hands off of him and said no so I stopped. I got emotional there because I was really embarrassed and upset so I started sniffling and he was like what's the issue now and I can't remember what I said exactly but I basically told him it's nothing. We went to bed and in the morning he drove me to my car and when I got out of the car he sped off. didn't say a word to me the car ride and turned his music off so it was super quiet. The only thing he said was, I have nothing to say to you. When I asked him if he wanted to say something about what happened. Afterwards, I texted him and was like, look, I'm sorry I messed up, but you've got to quit it with the attitude. Because honestly, I felt like this was a big overreaction. He responded that he offered to give me a ride to avoid this and I woke his brother and roommate up and they are pissed. I told him that I was sorry again and that I apologized to his brother and would apologize to the roommate and he pretty much just told me to drop it and what's done is done. All his replies have been cold and one-word answers, and he hasn't texted me in a few hours. What should I do? I feel so stupid and I'm embarrassed. 
I really like him and he's been an amazing guy. And now I feel like I fucked everything up. But at the same time, I feel like he's overreacting a bit to everything. Should I just leave him alone? His brother opened my message and didn't respond and I'm worried I fucked that relationship up too because I really like his brother and the brother's opinion matters a lot to my guy. I haven't done this before because I don't have a lot of time to drink and go out because I'm a single mum and in school full time. Can I just get people's thoughts and opinions? I'm at a loss because my apologies aren't working and he's shutting me out. And we'll start in the comments with Fuji023 who says, I think your first mistake was deciding to still go over there even though it was super late and you were way more drunk than you planned. I understand that once you got there and couldn't get in and needed to, I guess. Could you have taken a cab home? I feel like them not answering your calls or the door was some kind of hint, but you persisted nonetheless. Then he says, he has nothing to say to you, but instead of letting him cool off, you just kept pestering him. I think you need to evaluate the series of bad decisions and try to see his point of view. Did he overreact? Probably, but you aren't doing yourself any favors by keeping this going after he told you to drop it. Opie responded saying, my parents were watching my son. I didn't want to wake him up and not be able to take care of him, so I decided I wasn't going to go home. You are right though. I'm pushing this because I'm overthinking and want an answer. Roseface says his reaction does seem over the top, but you shouldn't have opened the conversation about it by getting on his case. Why did you do that? Personally, I can see being annoyed, but not pushing. You made a mistake. Mistakes happen. You didn't hurt anyone. It's not a pattern of selfish behavior. You had a plan that fell through. You weren't planning on waking them all up. You had an emergency situation. Like, would he rather that you slept on the street? I'd be questioning if I wanted to go forward with someone who is going to act so punishingly for mistakes. But also, when you've messed up, maybe don't start with an attitude pointed at the person who had to clean your mess up. Opie says, yeah, I know I messed up and I shouldn't have had the attitude. I was just irritated and confused because we made these plans and I followed through with them. Definitely not as well as I could have, but it wasn't like I showed up all willy-nilly without letting him know ahead of time that I was going to be drinking and wanted to crash there. He's seriously been amazing, so maybe this is just a lot of his stress from life that kind of exploded, but still. He had too much says, yeah, you made a mistake, but the reaction is excessive. He's treating you like a child and this will concern me for the future. Do you want a partner who shares their feelings and talks things out or punishes you with silence preventing any type of resolution? There are times when this kind of reaction would be reasonable. Something that made him need to sort his emotions and decides if he wants to continue the relationship. Things like cheating, lying, stealing. If he's considering throwing in the towel for this, prepare for a future of walking on eggshells. Opie responds and says if he decides to end things because of this, it will definitely be an eye-opener for me. I'm just praying that the direction wouldn't go that way and we can communicate. I know when he's mad and he doesn't talk. It's just who he is, but he comes around eventually. I just feel like this time he's not going to come around. So OP does update their post and they said he did text me tonight and apologized. And I let him know that I thought he had no reason to apologize when I was the one who made the mistake he was reacting to. Things are good and we are able to communicate. I'm very happy. He said he was mad for no reason. He was just cranky and tired. And I told him in the future, I'd be more considerate towards him and not get so drunk. Because I do know he's been working extremely hard and he has a lot of pressure. And it wasn't fair of me to act the way I did from the actual mistake to the attitude I gave him afterwards. Thank you everyone for your opinions and thoughts, even if they were harsh. I learned that I have quite a bit of maturing to do as a young adult, mother and future partner. You've all given me so much insight that I desperately needed I could only see my side of the issue. I was putting all the blame on him and excuses. Thank you again, everyone. 
Now, I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story with an update as well. Titled, My Dad, 47, is acting like we don't exist. My first language is not English. Sorry in advance. Background, my dad, 47 male, was diagnosed with hypertension in February. Consequently of this, the doctors told him he needed to change completely his life. He didn't do any exercise, drank and smoke a lot and eating whatever he wanted before this. The problem is, he's been struggling to change. In the next almost nine months, he had been in hospital four times for not following his new diet. We've tried to help him, but he just don't want us to do anything for him. And he hates when we remind him he should be doing what the doctors said. We do not do this all the time because you know, he's an adult and that we hate hospitals as much as him. Two weeks ago, my parents had a fight about something I don't know. Before that, things were good or so I thought, but somehow it did feel a little off like there was something happening. I don't know. That fight ended up bad because the next thing I know is my dad was telling me that he was going to leave home. I asked where he is going. He didn't tell me maybe thinking I was going to go looking for him. I asked him for how long is he going and when is he coming back? He didn't answer me that either. He said he needed some time alone, but he hasn't felt well. I tried to talk to him, wanting to help him and even offer him to go to therapy. He refused. He said he just needed time alone. I said, okay, but then he said that while he was out, we were going no contact. Being honest, I didn't expect that coming. I understand the fact that he needed time for himself, but not knowing where he is or when he is coming back, even if he is coming back plus his medical problems wasn't something I felt comfortable with. But what else could I do? Besides, he had the same conversation with my mum, and following his words, she told him, take the time you want, but don't come back. I thought that was it. The next day, I was expecting him to pack his stuff and go, but he didn't. He didn't leave the next day even. Not because things were okay. My mum was sleeping on the couch and they didn't talk to each other. That brings us to today. My dad hasn't left the house, but he acts like we don't exist. He obviously is not following his diet. He won't talk or have dinner with us. He stops doing his chores in the house and told my mum he is not paying the bills. And while I'm sad for the situation, I'm more curious about how easy it is for him to act like this. Because at the end, he's not taking time alone. He's just pretending he doesn't have a family. I don't know if I should talk to him or talk to my mum. Even if I should say something in general. I appreciate any advice. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. And we'll start in the comments with Apple and Watermelon, who says, so he might be ignoring you, but... He can actually still hear you. And you need to tell him to his face that he cannot live in this house, eating the food and using the heating and water and kicking your mother out of the shared bedroom and just pretend he's alone and stop contributing to bills and chores. 
Tell him that he can either get the fuck out and leave you all in peace or he can step up, stop acting like a two-year-old child and be a part of his own family. Hope he responds in. I'm kind of scared of telling him he needs to stop acting like he doesn't have a family. He will leave. I don't care if they split or not, but not knowing about him and if he is okay is something I don't want. Next commenter says your mother needs to tell him that he either has to pay bills and treat you all like humans or move out. It sounds like she's already put her foot down a little. She said if he leaves, he can't come back. So he's staying, but pretending he's left. Now she needs to tell him he has to choose one or the other and not pretend. There is no point you telling him because you have no authority to tell him anything. You can be in the room to agree with your mum, but you can't make that decision yourself because you're not the head of the household. If your dad is gone, your mum is in charge, so she needs to make that decision. If he needs time alone, that's okay. But acting like his own child doesn't exist is ridiculous and hurtful. He needs to do better. Talk to your mum about it. Maybe she has a reason she's allowing this for now, but you're old enough that she can tell you about it if that is true. But if she's just waiting for things to change, maybe talking to you will help her see this isn't right. Akosa says, at that age, you can't really change his mind. If he took that decision, if he thinks that you and his family are less important than just eating junk food, you can't change with words the way he thinks and fix the damage he just caused. You can try to talk with him, just with him or something to take his attention to know if there is some hope for communication. In a practical way, you can move on with your life and wait for the worst because there is not much you can do. But if I was in your situation, I'd make anything to recover my dad no matter the consequences. Opie says we've been talking to him in the past but nothing had worked. That's why I told him about therapy and he refused. By this point, it has been clear that he just don't want help. So Opie does update the post and they said hi. So it's been a few weeks since my post and I wanted to update it. I followed the advice of doing nothing to fix the problem. But after a week of my post, my dad talked to me about how he felt. He said he didn't feel okay or comfortable or with energy anymore. At the same time, he didn't know how to feel better. The only advice I gave him was to get help because if he was expecting someone would do it for him, that was likely not going to happen. After that, my parents talked and fixed things. He started talking to us again, but like when you talk to someone you don't like. I think it was more about my brother and I's birthday upcoming and it seemed I was right. A few days after my brother's birthday, my parents fought again. He started not wanting to be with us, coming late from work, not having dinner. Long story short, my dad left last Saturday. He didn't tell me where he is living now. He called me twice since that day, but less than a minute. I don't know if he has called my brother. He just cut us financially and emotionally one day. I talked to my mum and my dad. Actually hadn't given money to the house days before he left. I'm not going to say I'm not sad because I've been crying a lot. But I'm also comfortable in my own house again. So I guess not everything is bad. I don't know if my dad had plans of wanting to come back one day. Or if my mum wants him back. I don't think so, but you never know. So yeah, that is the update. Thanks for all your advice. And that's a pretty sad story overall to hear that your family is going through that. One thing I couldn't work out in the original story is if dad was happy before he discovered about the hypertension or was he like this before? Because I was going along the path and I'm not trying to diagnose or anything like that, but it just made me think of, you know, when he was diagnosed with hypertension and, you know, he had to change his lifestyle completely. And again, not making excuses for the behavior at all in the way that the family's been treated in this, but was he going through some form of depression or something like that and not seeking help for himself, etc., etc.? Again, I'm not making excuses for the way the family's been treated. 
but completely blanking your family stop paying bills stop doing you know chores or whatever around the house like that and just not talking to people sure there was something going on between the parents but your own children as well awful but now i'm going to turn this one to you guys what do you guys make of this situation let me know your thoughts down in the comments below well, let's move on to another story and our next story comes from the am i the a-hole subreddit from ok construction 6115 and says am i the a-hole for making fun of my girlfriend's lack of friends i 25 male love my girlfriend 24 female she's chill funny and kind Recently, we got in a bit of a heated discussion because of something I pointed out. When I first met her, I realized she wasn't very social. She likes alone time, to spend nights alone, understand because she does work a lot, and isn't very outgoing. She's not anti-social though, just a bit reserved. But she doesn't really have a big friend group. Myself, on the other hand, I have about 25 friends, 10 very close friends. She only has two girlfriends and three of them only hang out like every other week. Maybe it's because I came from a small town where everybody knows each other and comes from a more populated area. I did think it was a red flag though at first, since I've had the same friend since early childhood. Anyways, for her birthday last week, I tried to put together a party. I asked who she wanted to invite and she only said those two friends. For my party, I'm planning on having 25 plus people. I said, that's it. And mentioned casually, when we talked about growing up in my town that a girl who went to high school with us got made fun of for only having one to two friends. She said to me, so it's a problem, I only have two friends. People haven't counted friends since high school. I wasn't counting friends, I was just saying. Before I met her, I was hanging out with my friends very frequently. They go out for dinner or have sleepovers every other week. Maybe once a week. Anyway, am I the a-hole? I didn't mean to make her feel bad. I just made an observation. Now, when you was reading about how your girlfriend is, about, you know, her being reserved, she's not antisocial, it reminded me a bit like myself. I'm very much like that. The, the thought of having 25 friends, whew, that sounds like way too much for me. <laughs> I ain't got the capacity to deal with that many friends. I can count my close friends on one hand. And I agree with her comment to you about people haven't counted friends since high school. <laughs> But we're going to start off with Not Mapped Out, who says, You're the a-hole. I find it incredibly sad that you're 25 sitting around talking about how many friends you have or how someone in high school got bullied for not having a ton of friends. You're 25. It's time to move on. TK Davis says, You're the a-hole. When you are just making an observation that draws a parallel between your girlfriend and someone everyone thought was weird, you're implying she's weird. The entire tone of your post implies that she's weird. Stop judging your girlfriend's social life. Oh, and by the way, once people start getting married and having kids, the chances of you keeping close with all your current friends is almost zero. Eventually, most of us end up with just a couple of good friends, if we are lucky. So just enjoy yours while you have them and stop acting superior to your girlfriend. She's happy. That should be enough for you. Drifter says you're the a-hole. If you have to ask if you're the arsehole in a situation where you put in quotes the words making fun, you will always be the arsehole. As you get older, you realize that her selective friendships are the way to go. While you have 25 friends and 10 good ones, once they get married and have families of their own, that number will dwindle down over time. Your girlfriend has two friends only. If I was a betting man, those two friends will be there more often than your 10 good friends. I would say also, may this never happen, but they will be there long after you are gone as well. 
Now, I'm going to turn this story to you guys. What do you guys make of this one? Are you someone that has a huge friend group or a small friend group? Let me know. I don't know why I find that interesting, to be quite honest. <laughs> but let me know anyway, because I want to know. Ooh, Mark, you sassy bastard. <laughs> Let's move on to another story. And our final story comes from Monster Mother Fiona, who says, Am I the a-hole for calling my mother a fucking monster? As she was having a mental breakdown. For a while, I was a single father of three lovely boys, ages seven and five. When my oldest two were one, my ex-girlfriend and I split after I found out she cheated multiple times. We decided to co-parent, but she was incredibly distanced from the family. Four months after she gave birth to my youngest son, she decided that she wasn't ready to be a mother and left. I haven't seen her since. Growing up, my mum envisioned a very specific life plan for me. She always wanted to control my life, my education, career, and romantic relationships. My mum loved my ex-girlfriend, my son's bio mum. To her, she was the perfect woman. Even after I told her the details of my ex walking out on my family, she still adores her. My mum even blames me for her leaving me. Oh, you must have done something to make her leave. Oh, you probably didn't treat her like a gentleman, etc. It's emotionally taxing, but I don't speak to her much. To her, I'll always be a failure, a disappointment, and she has made her thoughts very clear to me. My girlfriend Fiona and I have been dating for three years. When I met her, I wasn't actively looking for a relationship, but I'm so incredibly happy I met her. She's wonderful, and I can't wait for her to officially be part of my family. The boys love her. My youngest calls her mum, and I love her. My mum, of course, does not. She does not like Fiona at all. Because she's not my ex, and thank God she isn't. Fiona will never be good enough. My dad invited us to celebrate my mum's birthday. My dad told me that if I brought Fiona, he would ensure that there would be no drama. I wish it was a nice, calm afternoon spent with my family. My mum is a heavy drinker. Late into the afternoon, after having way too much drink, she starts playfully chasing my son around the yard. He's scared, crying, and runs to Fiona. My mum, extremely drunk, begins to curse out a seven-year-old boy for running away from her. Fiona interjects and yells at my mum that she can't yell at her son. Her words. This sets my mum off. After hearing Fiona refer to the children as her own, my mum begins ranting loudly about how Fiona will never be the boys by her mother, their real mum, and how their real mother would never have poisoned their heads and caused them to be afraid of their own grandmother. Fiona is in shock, but I loudly yell back, maybe my kids are scared of you because you're a fucking monster. Fiona, the kids, and I left shortly after. My dad texts me. He told me that I shouldn't call my mother a monster when she was clearly having a breakdown. My mom is having a hard time accepting Fiona, and hearing Fiona was probably the last straw. He's encouraging me to apologize before my mom apologizes. He wants to clear the air and everything to return to normal. I don't want to do that. Simply don't do that then. And you know, saying no contact gets thrown around a lot on reddit and within these stories and i know it's not that simple i really do know that but in this you said how emotionally taxing she is to you and you don't speak to her much anyways and the way that you said she views you as a failure and a disappointment what does this person bring to your life what positives does this person bring to your life that's always the question going through my head like i said I know it's not that simple, but I think you do need to ask yourself these questions when people like this do it in your life. And, you know, I may not be 100% here, but that didn't sound like a mental breakdown to me. That sounds 
that sounded like someone that was drunk scaring a child simple as and i think you've got to ask yourself going forward is how much you really want your children and fiona to be around this person who clearly doesn't respect fiona in the slightest so is it really fair to have your mum around her i don't think so but sad baby trash panda says not the a-hole there's a difference between a breakdown and a tantrum your mum was having the latter Personally, I wouldn't want someone in my life who treated me, my SO, and my kids poorly. Fantasy Mix says not the a-hole. Your mum was being toxic and if I were you, I'd cut contact with her. I'm happy you seem to have met a lovely woman that sees your kids as her own. I wish you, Fiona, and the kids the best. Do not apologize. Your dad is enabling her behavior. Adrenaline Diet says not the a-hole. Your father wants to keep the peace by not holding your mother accountable for her actions. It sounds like a bad environment for your family. You'd be well within your rights to go no contact or low contact with your mother. RB1327 says everyone sucks here. Everybody sucks here. Your mother for obvious reasons. You for continuing to subject your kids and Fiona to the company of a fucking monster. There's been plenty of history here. Don't act like your mother's behavior was some surprise. If you won't drop contact with your mother, at least interact with her on your own. And now... I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved. Truly, I appreciate your time. And hopefully, I'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Then along came a time when you crushed my dreams Oh yeah, you played me like a fool When you made me believe that the line between love Wasn't thick enough to read Oh yeah, you see we in despair Crime everywhere You're selling false hope Cause you just don't care Nah, uh, you just don't care Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.